Begin Podfix Network transmission in three, two, one. Hey everybody, this is former WWF light heavyweight champion Gilbert, brother, and you're listening to the Greetings Guild Podcast. Hey, do you want to do the lead-in? Um, You've never done one. I've never done one. Hello, welcome to episode 81. Don't hurt yourself. One of what the episode Greens is this? 81. 81. 81, yes. Yes, it's it's 81 part uh, I'm sorry, part of part of the no. This is a episode 81 of the Creations Guild podcast, which is part of the Podfix network. And Holy crap, I'm, you're terrible at this. I'm Corey. <laughs> In your box. I'm summoned yuts. All right. I don't, you don't want me to do this over again, do you? Because no, it's no, we'll, a little bit we'll of leave it like that. Jay, right. you need to come back, yeah, man. So we really need you back. You, are, you understand why I don't do lead ins. Yeah, okay? and probably never will again. Yeah, I hope you <laughs> It was a good effort. Good effort. Let's, you no, it wasn't a good effort. Well, it was a good effort, like Star Trek V was a good effort. I gave 0% of myself to that lead, and I hope this was a teachable moment for you two. We all learned quite a bit. Yes. What did we learn today? Certainly not how to do a lead-in properly. I just had an image of uh, uh, the end of like the Craig Ferguson Late Late Show, where he stands <laughs> next to the robot, Jeff, and he's like, what did we learn today? Not to drink on the job. <laughs> the sum total of jack shits. <laughs> Here, here's me doing lead-in. Tingling urethra. There, that's more like it. How do you like that? <laughs> yeah, we are part of the Podfix Network. Corey, last time we were talking about, we, we wanted to talk about theaters, we ended up talking about Star Trek. Yeah. So, yes. like, yeah, Star Trek II, Wrath of Khan. Let's lead in from that mm -hmm. and get into the topic we wanted to get into last time. Right. Which is... Movie theaters, movie theaters are reopening across the nation. Or, very slowly. as my irritating subconscious likes to put it, movie theaters. <laughs> it will never stop. No. Uh, oh, uh, I need a new theater. No, wait, I shouldn't sing. You go for like the guttural Eddie Money sort of approach to vocalizing. Yeah. That's pretty great. Yeah, I, I, I wish I was more of like a Dire Straits kind of guy, but I'm not. Not, not everybody can be. Oh, what's his name? Mark Knopfler. Oh. He's a pretty distinctive. Uh, he's a pretty distinctive vocal footprint. What is our demographic? Do we have like a pretty even spread amongst various age groups? I don't think Podbean goes that far. That just tells you, all right, you you you've had like this many people listen. Yeah, and this many didn't regret it. The, oh, and you know what? The, Podbean does tell me where uh, majority of our we get location. Yeah, we get um, yeah, yeah demographic. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, I want to pull that up. Do it, because it's, yeah. so, it's so great to see. It bounces all over the globe, and it oh, fucking God, blows my mind. Well, it blows my mind that people even listen to this bullshit to begin with, but the, <laughs> the fact that there are, there are like people from more uh, socially sophisticated uh, locales around the globe even lend us our ears for five minutes? It's like, guys, you've had... Like we're big in the we're big in the UK, right? Ah, uh, you know what? There there was one country I saw. I was like, "What? Who's listening to us there?" And I'm I'm uh -huh. trying to find it. Podbean has changed all their website demographic or how they uh, do everything. Sons of bitches. Yeah, I'm trying. Oh, distribution. Oh, here we go. All right, so let me set it for like all time. Um, I can do the last two years at least. 
Holy crap. In March, we had 212 downloads in one day. It was just quarantine. It, just don't worry about it. You know what? That's probably... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> All right, so our top five countries that download us, according to Podbean. I did, uh, I'm not sure if iTunes is included with that. I think Spotify is. But number one is obviously the USA. Woo! Mm. Yeah. And I think I can break that down by state. We'll do that in a minute. Uh, after that is Canada. Thank you, Derailers. Thank yeah. you, uh, JD and... Uh, Other people we Ocho know. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like all kinds of former members of the Somebody's Network, which yeah. is half the network. Yep, yep, yep. We, and after that is Mexico. There's a Lego community. There's a Lego factory that's been shut down down there. <laughs> and they've got to have something to do. All right. After that is Australia. Uh, I think, I guess that shout out to, uh, it's not Rocket Surgery Podcast. They're part of the Podfix Network. Nice. And nice. they're down in Melbourne. So I guess they're the ones listening to us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The UK. The, yeah, UK comes in at fifth. The UK which, is astounding. Yeah, that one's a little odd. Now, Granted that our total, is that our total or just our recent? The, what you're looking at is the last two years of traffic. Last two years of traffic, okay. Yeah, so, I can't do like lifetime for some reason. Number one downloaded podcast, The Cretan Christmas, Christmas Carol, Carol. As it should be. And the, and, and the second most downloaded was The Blue Carbuncle. The Blue Carbuncle. Dude, we have a lock on doing parodies. People we're like our Christmas stuff, We're apparently good at being funny when you try to be. All right. <laughs> I guess we got to do a Christmas episode this year. You're making us delusional. But UK, here's why that kills me. Because they know how to do comedy. They know what's funny. They, they know their comedy. Yeah. Now let's look at US. Okay, obviously Florida is, good God, Florida is in the lead by a, like more than half. I'll tell you what, because you probably got a lot of crossover uh, listenership from your theme park stuff. But, yeah, and a lot of Disney freaks live in Florida. Yeah. But that channel's family friendly. So it people is. are like, well, if people are listening to us on the slide. Okay, here. Oh, here's interesting. Okay. I don't know a single motherfucker in California. And they're our number sec, our number two state uh-huh. in downloads. California? Yeah. Ooh. I, at, oh, look at the state number three. I know nobody in New York. Oh, man. This is this is like rupturing my cerebral cortex. <laughs> I, uh, fucking why? Maryland. What's going on in Maryland? Well, number four is Michigan. <laughs> well, Michigan. Okay. We know one guy in Michigan. We know one guy in Michigan, but he he knows how to network. And, and I seriously doubt he's listening to every podcast three times by the looks of it. I just still, I think that because people know that he's on it, they see him as like a unifying element. You know, some semblance of stability for this show that uh-huh. they're like, okay, we can listen to him on this podcast that is otherwise thoroughly dreadful. I'll take it. <laughs> But yeah, uh, number five, Maryland. <laughs> Dreadful's a value no matter how low. Maryland. Um, Do you know anyone in Maryland? I don't know anyone in Maryland. My dad's from Maryland. That's it. Okay, we'll take it. He's, he's dead. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> Sorry for your loss. <laughs> I, I, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Unknown. Some the, where, where the fuck is unknown? I don't, Unable oh, that, to wait. identify. Parts unknown. It's New Mexico. Oh, New Mexico. Right. So Cactus Where's Jack? New Mexico on the list? Uh, because I, actually New Mexico on the list did, instead of me trying to crack wise. No, New Mexico's not on the list. So that's what the, the, the unknown is. Yep. All right. All right. So the, the next five states after Maryland were Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Illin- Texas. None of Illinois should be listening to us. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we banned 
entire state from listening. The only the only people in Illinois that should be listening to us were probably some of the people that work in TV because I know their temperament. Everybody else, I mean, let's face it, most of the population of Illinois is shy. It's up there, and I think people just kind of tolerated me when I lived there. <laughs> Whoa. What happened on August the 10th? August the 10th of this year, we had more downloads than any other day this year. Was that an up? No, that wasn't an upload day for us. So I don't know why we had so many listeners. It de- Yeah, in, in July, I was teasing our Christmas episodes. What? I put some stickers out. <laughs> you, you put stickers out five I, days ago? I put some stickers. Yeah, I went to a restaurant over in Maitland and I, I was like, I was feeling like I was feeling punchy. I don't know why, but I found that I could. I keep a bunch of stickers in my dash just uh-huh. for emergencies. I'm going to give you more stickers to put out because <laughs> apparently it worked. Well, it dropped the fuck off. Right. Like the next day, there's like a flat line right there. Well, yeah, there's absolutely zero the next day. But hey, <laughs> on that particular day, we had more than any other day in the last this year. On August the 10th, 49 people discovered what actual brain rot feels like. That isn't because they stopped listening to us the next day. I think their CAT scans return nothing. <laughs> they, yeah, this doesn't indicate how long they listen. Right, it yeah. They, shows that they download and listen. It's they like, were oh in a God, coma. No. We, basically, our podcast is like the cursed film of podcasts. Where you listen to it once. <laughs> we're, the, we're the B movie. No, screw that. We're the, we're the movie that doesn't show it. It shows at night on sci-fi. <laughs> I'm laughing so hard I gotta go pee. <laughs> um, it's just I, it's something amuses me about your toilet. Okay. Okay, I might as well. Yeah, um, <laughs> you have to now. So the top, uh, the top of it has the uh, the by pressure valves or one. And yeah, it, it's not two. like a normal handle. Flush. Right. There's like it's... a big button and it's recessed and kind of bisected through the middle to have two buttons. And one says one and the other one says two. And every time I look at it, I think of the scene from. Blazing Saddles, where Mongo gets on the horse. Yes, no. <laughs> yes, no. <laughs> Be glad I never put a, a button in there. It's a three. <laughs> now, here's the thing. The other, the real, the other reason, the obvious reason why it makes me laugh is because the button for one is obviously the pressure button for P because there's nothing solid to flush out. You're right. So two is number two. So either way, it's just you could you could just have like put icons for piss and poo on either one of those switches <laughs> now if you have a number three switch a gavel what <laughs> are you is, is that it, how you get down well i guess if it, you, if, <laughs> you're just sitting on the, if just it gets swinging. to the point where you you need like a third button you need uh-huh. like some kind of jurisdictional uh leave leaviance to get yeah. in there i was gonna say you're just like straddling the toilet swinging the gavel around being like courts adjourned <laughs> pow and then you hit the third <laughs> you hit number three like mario just sledgehammering a fireball okie dokie that's a, that is a power move without oh equal you destroyed the mic on that pal mm. that's all right uh, well that's more fun for you to deal with yay <laughs> Speaking of fun, all right, so we just looked at our numbers for Podbean. Everyone, if you downloaded our show, thank you so much. You you mean the world to us. <laughs> uh, so what we were going to talk about uh, theaters. Yes, because uh, the last show we mentioned, uh, we were on this tear about Star Trek, and I have no idea how that started. Um, that's the, Okay, that's a typical show for us. Yeah. 
Well, of we don't know how it started. We just started talking. It was it was pretty damn informative though, which is not typical for our shows. Yeah, go back and listen if you want. Uh, <laughs> please do. Um, we had talked about Khan being one of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah, because it encompasses it encompasses like so many like uh, uh, genre hallmarks as well as you know being a pretty damn good story, I guess. And we should we just cut it off right there. No more Star Trek talk. Otherwise, we'll just turn into just eighty point five episode. Right. Except our, our triples like Chewbacca gonad. Okay, we're done. Okay. Um, right. Uh, <laughs> All right, so yeah, uh, theaters across the nation, they're starting to reopen. You found an article, uh-huh. uh, if you want to read the headline, because it was really interesting. Because I'm surprised like other places haven't started getting on this, especially big chain in America, AMC. They haven't really, as of this recording, they haven't reopened yet. I think they're getting really close to it, though. It's It, it, it would require an incredible investment in overhead for them. Right. Like, I said it. Uh, kind of just navel gazingly uh, before, but I was like, well, they would have to also buy a shit ton of drive-in theaters in order to make that feasible, and then they'd have to like institute all these different safeguards and safety measures and such. And it's just like, well, okay, um, they could do that. They could also, I mean, they could do that and keep their admission uh, fares uh, full price, except you know they'd have to like take that self-service fraction off the top, um, or they could like go poor, charging fifty cents. For their in-house movies that nobody's going to see anyway because people are scared shitless. Yeah. Except for a lot of people in Florida. Maybe they're just opening the ones in Florida where a lot of the anti-mask rhetoric is floating around. Luckily, I have found that like the anti-mask rhetoric mm-hmm. is everywhere. It's not just Florida. It, it isn't just Florida. It is not just Florida. No. It, it's all it's just, over the place. Like You saw the video the two Californians who we thought were... Riley and Jonesy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, trying to give mask out to Californians, and they're like, "Fuck you!" And they're uh-huh. like, just going off the rails, nuts, mm-hmm. crazy. It might seem more severe in Florida because it's that idiocy coupled with typical Floridian loudness, I right? Guess. Yeah, right. and they know how to get a message out there. But what what was it that you found? What was the article? Starting this weekend, yeah. reading this verbatim from CNN. Uh, Walmart is converting its parking lots into free drive-in theaters, and I think this is some sort of an abate, some sort of an event-based uh, situation. Uh, but essentially, they're promoting themselves by doing what exactly it says on the tin: the retail giant, verbatim again, is transforming 160 of its U.S. store parking lots into drive-in movie theaters. The showings, which are free, won't require any contact, and cars will be parked far apart to comply with social distance guidelines. Um, and the last thing we said uh, on the last show was that I, I regret never had getting to see Khan in the theaters. And right. what that made me think of was like, you remember like when I was going through that phase where I was trying to save up money to buy a theater somewhere in like yeah, Muncie or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that would be great. That would be it. That's kind of like one of my many retirement dreams. Part of it was to restore the drive-in culture, at least do do something. You know, Alamo made Eden theaters a thing. Right. And then AMC and Regal picked it up and Alamo kind of went out of business <laughs> for, for the most part. The one in Austin is still working. I don't know why AMC just wouldn't pick up any former drive-in theater sites and start funneling whatever they've got left of the revenue into into restoring them. The, the, th- the one thing I could probably think of why they don't do that is in order to update the technology mm-hmm. to uh, today's standards... And to probably, because some of them are probably so run down, uh, they would need so much maintenance to uh, the foundation and to the screening, not to mention upgrading the the tech. Yeah. Uh, that they probably just, they would see it as like, this is probably more of a gimmick than it would be a long-term solution. 
Yeah, but with this current crisis that we're in right now, well, yeah, it could push it way. It, it could push it past gimmick appeal. Now, now, the only thing that I could think of is that like they wouldn't make as much revenue on only like triple screens at most. You can't have as many as sixteen screens on one site. It being exterior, I think four is w- would require so much land mm-hmm. if you just had four screens. Yeah, uh, just because of the the projection involved, um, four would probably be your limit unless you had la- had a, a monstrous amount of land to use. It's funny that like this year kind of revealed an aspect of current day Hollywood that a lot of us kind of suspected but didn't want to have to confront face on is that theaters are absolutely unnecessary now. I mean, turnaround times for movie productions are almost instantaneous. There's like two months for shooting and then another three months for like post-production and stuff. Everything is condensed because of digital technology. That's if it doesn't go to Netflix within a month. Yeah. I mean, Netflix kind kind of blew the lid off of that bucket too. They were like, okay, well, here's a movie that's getting a lot of press with uh, was it Seth Rogen and James Franco, the interview. Yeah. Nobody wants to carry it because it's kind of like a hot button right now. Netflix is like, well, you know what? Nobody's going to bomb our theater because there's no theater. So <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> we'll just pick it up. And now there's all of these high profile movies. I mean, The Irishman debuting digitally first. Did it or did it air in like, because a couple of new uh, okay. Netflix movies did air for like a week in a theater in Los Angeles. Yeah, there, there were like advanced showings in a couple of like boutique theaters and, and stuff. And I found out the reason they do that is the Oscars have a caveat in their ruling saying that any movie nominated for Best Picture has to have been released in an L.A. County, oh, Orange County Academy. theater. Yeah, I know. The Academy it, can yeah. like chew on my load. I... <laughs> I'm seriously over their hyperdramatic bullshit. They are irrelevant as fuck and have been since since Monsters Ball won Best Picture or I don't forget what year that was. But oh, that's right. And I just remembered that. What are they going to do about uh, Best Picture of this year? Sonic the Hedgehog. Sweet. <laughs> Clean sweep. That's what I'm, I'm putting my money on it. Do you think? Uh, I mean, obviously, some other movies are going to have to be part of that list. I don't think they're going to have 10 movies to put. I think this is the year that the Academy goes Masters or goes Augusta. I think they're going to have to gut a lot of what. Oh, OK. A lot of their infrastructure. You, th- you think they're not going to have uh, 10? I think they're, they're going to have to go to some digital platforms. Movies that never came into the theater. Well, for one thing, that caveat, well, you know, what you just mentioned, that's that's got to go. I mean, yeah. the theaters haven't been turning over a handsome profit in a long ass time. I think somebody I was talking to somebody about this like a, a little while ago and they were like, you know what movies in theaters are now? They're just full length commercials for when they drop digitally. <laughs> That's all this is cross promotion. Yeah, there's, there's too much overhead in maintaining a theater. And a lot of these a lot of these corporations, I'm pretty sure that it has to be out of love for the medium or something, because with the prices that you know, with the prices, a lot of these chains uh, affixed to their uh, affixed to their concessions and other uh, creature comforts and and getting audiences in, uh, they're they're not they're not inviting at all. The, yeah, they're they're not inviting. And if you have a family of four, mm-hmm. a uh, night out at the movies, as I am a family of four, <laughs> can yes. cost you. Qu- I mean, that's why we go to matinees. Yeah, five dollars a ticket and. Super cheap popcorn. We're still paying a premium for it. I mean, we're, we pay uh, what could get us garbage bag full of popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> at, at MSRP. But that's also not anything new. 
mm-hmm. we know that we're overpaying for soda. We're overpaying for for popcorn. But basically, that's isn't that how the theater is replenishing their loss? Because the movie ticket sale isn't going to them. If that's people, for sure. If people are going. Nowadays, you're only paying for the experience. You're not paying to see something. You're not paying to participate passively in any sort of like public storytelling because you have much preferable alternatives. Shit, you can spend three hours at home doing a double bill for yourself. Yeah. Have cheap ass popcorn, followed by a bowl of cereal, followed by a blowjob, depending upon your domestic <laughs> situation. And then you you don't even have to deal with traffic on the way back home. Plus, you know how much that costs you? However much you've paid <laughs> the, the streaming fee. for the streaming service that month. All right. So that's an interesting point that we can jump off of. Mm-hmm. Because Mulan was supposed to premiere in theaters this year. <laughs> so, sorry, I know where this is going. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, don't, don't jump the gun. Fucking Disney. All right, go ahead. All right. So, yeah. If you have Disney Plus, which you're already paying whatever tier mm-hmm. you want for Disney Plus... Uh, you can pay another $29 and you'll get Mulan at like its release date. So I'm wondering, like, what kind of president is that going to set? It's going to set Calvin Coolidge. He was a pretty good president. <laughs> I, well, at least he wasn't Woodrow Wilson, who aired racist movies in the White House and created Daily Savings Time. Yeah, that, that's true. Also, uh, I had questions about the uh, subscriber structure for Disney Plus because before yeah. I launch into a tirade, yeah. I would like to know a little bit about what I'm going to be criticizing sure hit me all right is there any reason why uh this mulan movie that i'm pretty sure like nobody fucking wants to see anyway because of the amount of baggage that it's bringing with it would want to pay 30 bucks for it first off i can tell you there there are people who want to see it and i'm kind of i want to see it i'm Uh not sure if i want to pay 30 bucks right off on like opening night to see it Mm -hmm. i'm willing to give the movie a shot for 30 bucks no Okay, I'm not because it's not sitting on your shelf or anything. No, it's not. And it could be like the next Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I don't know which there are so many funny stories about that. I can go into. Okay, I'll tell you. Yes, I'll tell you one. Okay, because I can't remember which it is. It's like in the movie, they're speaking either Cantonese or Mandarin Chinese. It's one or the other. The actors natively speak. I'm going to say Mandarin, Mm -hmm. but they had to speak in Cantonese. And it sound like people who normally uh, speak in Cantonese mm-hmm. said they sound like Helen Keller. Oh, no. Yeah, their accent oh. was really bad. Oh, shit. So it's like, it's basically... Mm, it was it's, babble. It's, it's, basically, it's basically like when you're watching a late... Uh, not a late night, but like a primetime um, crime investigation procedural show. And you can pick out which of the British actors came over for uh <laughs> which one was from wales yeah, which one was from wales yeah even though they they all talk american but then that one guy goes erased and you're like that's the guy that's you i can <laughs> i can hear the you in his color yeah <laughs> sometimes you think you can can't you i know it's like that's completely ignorant but you're like <laughs> he said color he i said he said, said schedule said, schedule <laughs> That's one of the best. Though. I know. That, because, because they're pronouncing it correctly. We're the ones that like mutated it. Schedule. Is that a K? No, it's a CH. Makes sense. All right. That shit checks out. Sure enough. Right. Uh, sorry. How the hell did we get to that? Mulan. <laughs> Mulan. Right. Um, Crushing Tiger. Hidden Dragon. Yeah. Uh, for the trailers I've seen of Mulan actually look intriguing. Like, I was like, oh, this might actually be good. But I'm not sure if this is like the path we want to get on where Mm -hmm. I've had some movie theater experiences where I was so happy. I saw the movie, the movie in the theater. Mm -hmm. I would rather have the option 
of getting it right away at home or going out to a theater and watching it. If I had that, I would that would be perfect for me because I could wake up the next morning and say, I want to go see a movie. Kids mm-hmm. are at school, wife's working, I'm going to go see a movie. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to just go out, get out of the house, do that kind of thing. And it's like a little bit of a luxury. I'm going to be a sentimentalist about it. There is a whole lot of romance, I think, when, when it comes to the act of, uh, of of experiencing a movie in that way. Yeah. Especially when there's like, you have a whole bunch of people. X2. I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> yes. I don't, I don't do segues very well. I'm the Bill Goldberg. That's why they're not here. <laughs> I'm the Bill Goldberg of public speaking. You're just going to have to deal with me being just here. Just throw that spear and a jackhammer and get yeah, on with yeah, your life. Exactly. Okay. I saw X2. Perfect. Brute Force. And it was with other people from the animation school uh, that I was attending at the time. So it was like- Was this you know, Dave school? It was, it was the Dave school. Nice. And I'm not giving those bitches any free publicity, so feel free to cut that out. Are they still around? They are. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. But- um, <laughs> fuck them um, <laughs> anyway <laughs> I make more than most of your students have graduated sorry but the cool thing was that like, you were with a lot of like minded nerds and one or two you know fucking schmucks and we all went to go see X2 and it was a packed house to the rafters it was beautiful now mentally and, are you thinking of like the opening scene with Nightcrawler uh, it was Nightcrawler the opening scene um, yeah people 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 dug that a whole lot uh, but the thing that caused a reaction a little bit was uh, seeing Wolverine pop his claws out, actually do away with some opposition with him, unlike in the first movie where he oh, did nothing. Yeah, where he went berserk. Yeah. And then he says, let's go. The place exploded. Yes. Oh, my God. There was actually it was the it was the cliche of a theater going ape shit, popcorn flying everywhere and stuff. And that was within the first 10 fucking minutes of that movie. So. When you when you're sharing a communal experience like that, it impresses something upon you that's like not really. No, I'll go ahead and say primal. This is basically us. Oh, no, absolutely. And yes. the XT is basically is basically Homer. Um, we, we also come and we know the Trojan horse is there, <laughs> but we're yeah. still we're still cheering our heads off when the Greeks jump out. Exactly. And, and like a more recent example was Endgame. Mm-hmm. Endgame would not have been the same if I saw it at home for the first time. At for the home. first time, yes, yeah. I had to watch it a second time just so I can understand what the fuck those people are saying. Exactly, because everybody in the audience was cheering their heads off. Yeah, and I am going to admit I was guilty. I'm one of them. Yeah, of course, of course. So you popped. I was one of the dickheads that said, "Hang on." <laughs> According to 2012, you can't do that. What are you? What are you thinking of? Captain America lifting Mjolnir, and he was like acting like he couldn't lift it up. I guess. Oh, during the like it was uh, Age of Ultron. During That's, Age of Ultron. Okay. No, I think he actually lifted it, but he just nudged it. Uh-huh. And I think that was legit because Captain America doesn't really fake anything. Uh-huh. Right. I think if he could have, he would have just picked it up and was like, hey, look what hey, no, <laughs> I got me one here now. I, th- I think it was the directors of Endgame being like, nah, it's our show now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way. Is Mjolnir now just like the Marvel Universe's used Playboy? Fucking Deadpool can pick it up. Wait, what? Deadpool has picked up Mjolnir. Why? It, I mean, in the comics? In the comics, yes. Oh, well, who in the comics hasn't picked up Mjolnir? That's Wonder what, Woman that's picked what up I'm Mjolnir. Saying. There's absolutely no fucking... Well, well Wonder- actually, Mjolnir, uh, Wonder Woman makes sense. Because she's a, she's a she's, god. She's worthy. Yeah, right. Well, she's at least the offspring of gods. But everybody in the Marvel Universe has picked up that fucking thing by now. It has absolutely no value 
as like a vaunted MacGuffin anymore. Red Hulk picked it up once, but that's because he picked up Thor's arm that was still holding on to it. Yeah. So I, mean, I right. guess it was like a technicality if that counted or not. The, the Hulks are able to loophole via being able to pick up whatever Mjolnir is sitting on. So if it's like on the ground, then Bruce could just be like, Bleh. you know, pick up a piece of road <laughs> that Mjolnir just happens to be resting do on. Do what again? Yeah. <laughs> I guess the asphalt is still soft. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is the Hulk. <laughs> so yeah, the meow meow doesn't. Uh, it's been it's been meow, sullied. Meow meow. meow meow. All right. Can you think of it like another movie experience where you're happy you saw it in the theater? The more of a the bigger a movie is, the more of a spectacle it becomes. Okay. Um, so obviously that is going to leave a hell of an impact on you, you know, especially when the audience is erupted and shit around it. That's basically how those movies are made. Um, and I was talking about intimacy before um, the closeness of the audience to the movie being core to the experience of going to a theater, seeing a small movie uh, to me is like three times as valuable as seeing an event movie at a theater. Okay. So I still remember the first time I saw kiss, kiss, bang, bang. There's oh, like maybe 20 people in that box. That was so fucking great. Was it a full-size theater or was it like one of them itty-bitty guys? It was a, well, okay. It was in a full-size theater. And I believe, I believe I saw this at the one that was over at Fashion Square Mall. That place changes so much. Yes. The universal looks at changing their rides. Right. And then they glance over to full, uh, full Fashion Square Mall. Fashion Square Mall. Yeah. And they're like, oh God, you guys changed already? Yeah. It's tough to... It's tough to conceive of it having a stable floor plan for too long. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure we saw it over there, though. Or I saw it over there. Okay. Um, and uh, it, it, people that have seen that movie know what it's about because you never know what you're getting into. You just know that it's like it's on uh, RDJ's bounce back from, you know, hitting the skids. Um, and it was written and directed by the guy that, well, gave the world the lethal, the lethal weapon franchise. And both of those people hadn't been heard of for a long time. And I didn't really know what to expect. I just read a really good review of it, and I like me some RDJ, so I went and saw it. Oh, and Shane Black, of course, having written yeah, Marcus yeah, Goodnight and stuff, is a huge fan of his. So I was like, oh shit, these guys are like doing something together. That's fucking crazy. I was with uh, with 20 other people digging through a pile of dirt, like at the bottom of Mesa Verde or something, and discovering this artifact. And it's like, man. You guys only, found something special. Only us know about this. And we're going to tell everybody about it. And they're probably not going to fucking care. <laughs> You're like the first guys in 1849 who found gold in California. That's right. And caused problems for everyone. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it was so fucking great. We were laughing our asses off throughout that entire film. And it was for genuine reasons. That, that movie, Shane Black's movies, up until a certain point, I think he's starting to get a little... He's playing the hits a little bit too much nowadays, yeah. but he does straight genuine comedy that doesn't lean too heavily into like postmodernism or self-referential hijinks and stuff. Seeing something at the Indian is always a fucking treat. Oh, yes. 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 Because people are there to make those discoveries. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Like every experience I've ever had at Enzion, which is like this really like how how do you describe it? Like a small it's a movie house. Mm -hmm. It's a very small theater. I yeah. Mean, well, okay. It's like ha if if we had to describe this visually, um, it's like somebody took a bed and breakfast, hollowed out, <laughs> hollowed out not insignificant chunks of it, installed theaters into it, 
and kind of turned it into... Well, put up one big screen, uh-huh. a bunch of tables and chairs. A more freeform version of the concept that Alamo Drafthouse had introduced. Okay, yeah. Or established. Because there's, there's no tiers or or, uh, or rows or anything like that. Everything's a dinner table, but it's still in front of a giant screen. Yeah. So it's like part restaurant, part movie theater, two screens. We saw a bunch of like we twisted s- animation festivals. We saw festivals. a shitload of Spike and Mike at those. We yeah. used to do that every year. Was there like a Kevin Smith marathon or something? We, we watched something else there. Uh, we've seen, we saw The Wrestler together. The Wrestler. Did, yeah. Did we see The Wrestler there? We saw The Wrestler there. Okay, okay. That's fitting. I remember that because I got prison for the DS and um, somebody was looking over my, I think Alicia was looking over my shoulder while I was playing it. Oh. <laughs> I saw the host there. That was a that was a hell of a that was a hell of yeah. a show. Wow. Um, I love Anzion. That is such a great place. I, I wish I can go more frequently. Yeah. Well, not now. <laughs> yeah. Obviously not right now. Yeah. I can't even imagine how they're trying to cope with all this when everything gets back to normal. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make an, uh, an effort to go out to Anzion. I don't care what they're showing, and odds are they're gonna be showing something I like. I'm trying to remember what time we we went to the movies. And then went to like Coral Lanes afterwards. Do you remember what that was? It was the theater at Coralwood Mall. Yeah. Shout out to our SWF people. SWF is the setting for a Stephen King book. That's not in Maine. <laughs> <laughs> the one time he ventured out of outside of no, he's Castle done, Rock, Maine. He's done it a couple of times. He's well, his usual uh, haunting grounds are like Banger, Castle Rock, uh, Derry, and. Some other shit in Maine. I don't know. Well, it's all in Maine. <laughs> yeah, it's basically. all. It's basically Maine. Yeah, Maine is his 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 disc world. He had a uh, desperation in the regulators out in the uh, the southwest. That was New Mexico and Arizona. Maximum Overdrive was in the south, wasn't it? Ah, uh, yes. The best Stephen King movie ever. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the best movie that Stephen King directed. This I guess. ATM called me of- an asshole. I'm sorry. It's genuinely entertaining. That's a is. fun fucking movie. Uh, <laughs> but he did go out to Colorado, obviously, for The Shining. Yep. Thanks. Salem's Lot is still in New England, but not in Maine. Okay. Okay. None of his movies are in Florida. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, Doom and Key. That was in Florida. Oh, I haven't read Doom and Key. Yeah, I haven't either. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that it existed. Okay. So we talked about a couple of good mo- Do you have any more good moments from movie theater experience? I actually do. And this is uh, this is one that I wanted to get out of the way, because when we were like uh, bouncing this around the other night, I was like, I, I have a ton of fantastic movie memories, but I'll, I'll be blunt. I saw the Jerky Boys movie. Oh, I know these stories. I wasn't with you. Yeah. But man, I know this tale. Yeah, that was fun uh, because it was a flop. I think it was a flop. I mean, there was like when I went and saw it, there was me, two friends. And then there was like this dude and he had like a little entourage of children with him. <laughs> which was kind of strange. I, th- I think maybe he was like a like um like an older brother that was having to watch his oh, siblings okay. or something while mom went and off. He snuck to, them in. Yeah, throughout the entire movie. I mean, it's a funny movie. It's not great though. If I mean, you love it, the Jerky Boys, it's right jerky, up your alley. Yeah, if you love the Jerky Boys, it's fucking Ambrosia. What else am I gonna say? Um, but this guy, he was like riffing on the entire movie, but unappreciated genius that this fucker was he was appreciated by the kids that were with him he was riffing on it in the voices of the jerky boy characters and he i don't know if this is like recall warping this memory for me or what but i remember him doing them like to the t uh, but yeah he was doing it in all the voices and he's like fucking cracking all of us up and the more we laughed of course the more he fucking did it we were getting more of our entertainment value out of this movie vicariously through him than we were from the movie itself 
And that was like one of the fucking funniest. Things. I felt like I went and like I, I went and like watched a stand up show because this guy was so good at what he did. You know what that reminds me of is like shortly after you moved to Orlando, mm-hmm. you were working for a movie theater in Okoe. God, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the really great thing. A couple of times. <laughs> <Nate> rest in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's a couple of great things about it, though. Mm-hmm. A couple of times you invited me to come out and like all the the, the theater cast. Fuck yeah. The theater crew uh-huh. got to watch movies that weren't that were gonna premiere like the next day or something. Yeah. So it was there was no audience. It was just all theater employees sitting in there mm-hmm. watching the movie. And we were just like yelling at the screen. We were barking. <laughs> we were riffing. And I think the movie I I wanna say it was Starship Troopers. Uh, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> and like there was so many times <laughs> like we were shouting out the most juvenile. It's a juvenile fucking movie. I know, and it was perfect for what we were doing. Like when they had the co-ed shower scene, mm-hmm. we were all barking at the screen as if they could hear us. Oh, jeez. I bet that, that, that ridiculous, uh, that ridiculous moment at the end where they take like the brain alien, yeah, with the really obviously detailed orifice on the back of it. And then they, like, shove a needle right in it, and uh, the obvious visual gag is like, huh, it's either anal sex or something like that, guys. <laughs> and we're all just looking at it like, this is unnecessary, fellas. I, I, I have a deeper appreciation for that movie after that experience, but I uh-huh. do also remember that, like, towards the end of the movie, we were exhausted from both yelling and yeah. laughing as hard as we were. It's like, oh, God, we need to go home God, and I sleep. I completely forgot about Starship Troopers. I, I know you, I, I know it brought you to that theater a couple of times because we got comp tickets and shit. Yeah. Um, we saw, I remember seeing Flubber. I remember seeing, um, did I see Wag the Dog with you or was that by myself? I can't tell you. Uh, I can't remember every movie I've seen in the theater. I remember I saw Half-Baked with the crew. I don't think you were there, though. I'm, I might have been That was there. a busy fucking movie year. That was. Yeah. <laughs> Good <laughs> so, shit. There was a lot of garbage that year, and we loved every second of yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> there was another time uh, back when we lived in Cape Coral. Mm-hmm. Uh, the When I was working at Fox 4 down there, we like me and like a couple of camera guys on a Friday night just got into a habit of... As soon as the 10 p.m. show was over, mm-hmm. we'd head over to Cape Coral and we'd go to the brand new AMC theater, the brand new stadium seating theater. And this was like a big deal for us. Where was this? This this was in Cape Coral. Uh, um, well, was that when they wiped out Coralwood? Yeah, this was after Coralwood where, yeah, it was like a it was a big big deal okay because in fort myers on friday nights you're either going to a high school football game or a movie it's one of the two because i knew north fort myers had their amc and that amc was a big fucking deal too so you know what i stand correct it was the north fort myers amc oh okay 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 go ahead but we we went out there and i remember on july 2nd july 3rd july Mm -hmm. 4th and july 6th Mm -hmm. we went and saw independence day for four nights in a row? Yeah. Well, in those nights, yes. Holy shit. We, there was lots of drugs going on. That's a lot of Randy Quaid. <laughs> it was a lot. I mean, I was able to recite the movie easily. At that uh-huh. But I think one of my favorite. <laughs> that movie had dialogue? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Earth. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to Earth. Up yours. That's yeah, a that's, strong yeah, that's sentiment from our drunk pilot there. <laughs> Uh, but another movie we went, oh, the, first off, they advertised a movie that they never aired. 
Mm-hmm. So we were sitting in the theater because back then we were getting uh, the listings through the newspaper. Yep. It's like, hey, uh, 1130, uh, this <sighs> movie's going to be showing. So we, Bob, go, what's a newspaper? I know. <laughs> Print is dead. Okay. So <laughs> we drive down there. We buy the ticket. They mm-hmm. sold it to us. We buy popcorn. We buy drinks. We sit down. 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. Nothing is going on after the start time. Manager comes down and says, guys, what are you doing here? And we're like, we showed them our ticket. It was like, we... we Came to buy a movie. They was like, oh, we, we're not going to show it. Here's cops for comeback. Oh, geez, really? Yeah. What was the movie? Uh, it was Cable Guy. You fuck, he was saving you. <laughs> well, we went back the next he week and saw it. was doing you a favor. <laughs> well, no, hold on. Okay. This is this is even better, how it crescendos. Okay. We went back the next week at the, near like the end of the movie. Oh, Where, where he falls out of the helicopter. Uh-huh. No, after that part. Okay. He falls out of the helicopter and lands on the antenna. As soon as his body in the movie hit the antenna, the screen goes off. The mm-hmm. lights come on, like complete shutdown. And yeah. we're like, "Is is this part of the movie? Is this supposed to happen? Oh, it's are, like, they, are they playing like a meta joke on us or like something? Like an interactive William Castle production. Yeah, it's like cool. the, the the projector had busted or something. Like uh-huh. right at the perfect moment where uh-huh. we couldn't tell if it was part of the movie or not. Right at like, the climax. Yeah. Roping the audience in. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like one of those deals. It was like, all right, so we're just going to get more yeah. comp tickets. And of course, that wasn't what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so what happened? I don't know. I never saw the end of the movie. Was it? What? They didn't they, restart it. No. They didn't restart. They didn't even tell you what was going on? No, they said there was something wrong with the projector. And we just like, okay, just give us comps and we'll leave. So you got double comps for the cable guy? Yes. You did get something good out of it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> And we tried to milk it, too. It's like, you know, we paid for all this popcorn. We paid for these drinks. And we drove all the way out here. <laughs> and the guy was just like, like he was giving out comps. Okay, here's a comp for popcorn. Here's a comp. <laughs> and then he just like uh, lifts up without picking up his head with his chin still in his chest. Uh-huh. Look, look, raises his eyes on me. When I mentioned we drove all the way out, he's like, dude, I'm, I'm giving you so many fucking comps right now. I'm not giving you another one. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, what, what was I, a bad experience for you? A bad experience in the movies? Yeah. Ugh, pussy time. That's what it was. Uh, and now that I've said that, I gotta tell it. Okay, um, I thought that was an obscure movie. Though. No, <laughs> no, yeah, it's like one the of the Howard Stern sequel. One of, one of the th- <laughs> we saw that. Yeah. Yes, we that did. That was fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. We thought it was funny as shit. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we were sitting right next to each other. Do, do we? Should we explain the the phenomenon of the gap seat, which had more indelicate verbiage back in the day? Oh. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, at at that age, yeah. Whenever when you're insecure about everything, yes, yeah. There was um. There I'm was, gonna sit over here because I need more leg room. Yeah, I need more leg room. It's really just like I'm gonna sit over here because I'm afraid I'm gonna feel like touching my best friend's dick. <laughs> That's all it was. My pinky might brush up against your arm hair. Right, your scrotum is compromised. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're supposed to be here at the movies, but really, it's a date. <laughs> Because the teenage brain is non-functional. It is a toxic cesspool. Yeah. That should be avoided at all costs. So we went and saw private parts with no gap seat. Okay. And then there's a scene where, of course, a woman is ripping her bra off oh, and getting off on, on the speaker. speaker. Yeah. yeah. I love that scene. And we're, we're laughing because we don't want to confront the idea that we're going to be thinking about that well, before <laughs> we go to sleep that night. And everything's just like, it's a fun movie. I love Penelope Spears, but <laughs> I mean, 
she's a great director <laughs> and Howard Stern's a better actor than I gave him credit for, but I want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay. That's, all right. So that, that was more I, along the lines of the movie itself. It was, that wasn't necessarily a negative experience, but it was just one that I wanted to refer to. No, uh, cause you said Howard Stern. No, pussy time was something else. Uh huh. It's not a hentai. Uh-huh. Um, with it was this is another animation school story. So we got to see a ton of movies that year, and it was pretty fun. Those guys made the fucking Matrix Revolutions fun for me because you know everybody was, everybody was everybody was like throwing shade at it. You know, if you find the, mo- the 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 right guy with enthusiasm, anything mm-hmm. else could could like turn your your opinion about something. Yeah, but this is when we went and saw um, the Last Samurai. Which is an oh, which, it's an iffy affair, yeah. Yeah. Uh, from Go, but it still had decent production values. Uh, Rob, as, as a period piece, it's great. Yeah. As a historical piece, <laughs> even if it was based on a book, I don't. I think a lot of a lot of what had going for the movie, like at the time, it was a mediocre flick. But as time went on, the crow's feet became very apparent. It, it just it it didn't wear its. It didn't wear its age very well. It felt like something we had seen before. Dances with Wolves. (laughs) Dances with Wolves, yes. Um, More importantly, it's Tom Cruise as a samurai. Uh, That's a little hard to to swallow. But I'm pretty sure that when they first pitched that movie, producers were like, yeah, do it. It was Rob Marshall... It was Rob Marshall that directed it, and he's like one of Hollywood's kind of like go-to utilitarian directors, and he's good at what he does. It's just that he's he's not... He doesn't have a niche... And he's also not exceptional at what he does. He's just he's just good. He's reliable. Mm-hmm. That's some really sensitive subject matter. Because the book was legit. At least, at least from the people that I've talked to that have pretended to read it. Um, <laughs> it was about something real, at least to the author. And then we're trying to transliterate that into mass entertainment. And it was just... Nah. Didn't hit its mark. No, no, no. It did not. And unfortunately, uh, the audience that it attracted was uh, just about as appreciative. So there was the um, I was seeing this with like a row full of, you know, uh, my friends and peers and whatever else. I don't have peers. Sorry. Um, So there was a lot of like goose in the back and uh, there was a love scene because, you know, you have those sometimes in a movie. It Mm -hmm. tends to happen. And uh, there's disrobing happening. So it's at that point. And then. This guy from like five to six up rose up goes, and you could tell as a high schooler because the register was quite high. <laughs> Pussy time <laughs> like that. And oh, God. this guy sitting next to me. I, I think this I think I think this dude actually went on to become like YouTube royalty or something. Um uh, because he used to make short films, and then also we I went to school with Swoozy, who was actually YouTube royalty. Okay, so it wasn't Swoozy it that was yet. not Swoozy, okay. but it was somebody that knows him and kind of met him through those those gotcha, circles, gotcha. right? Because I know a lot of people know that Swoozy went to Dave's school, right? And he so, was he was in my class. <laughs> yeah, right. So we're we're pointing that out. It was not him that he right. that. Yeah. Hey man, what's up? So it was uh, <laughs> it was this dude named Chris, and not giving out his last name. And he goes, shut up, please, like that. And then the guy in the back goes, what up? Like that. Oh, he he dropped the F-bomb? Yeah. That's not four letters? Yeah, not okay. the F-bomb that I'm comfortable fucking saying. It's the one that it's the one that I can't I can't do anymore. <laughs> when there's a threshold that even Corey won't cross. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. And he just dropped that like and it and it and it and it washed over the rest of the room. Like a tidal surge of sewage. 
Nobody was enjoying this fucking movie anymore. Uh, Nobody wanted to be there. And at least one dude sitting in my seat wanted to beat the living shit out of some kid sitting six rows up from him. And you know how it used to be. I don't like go or I used to be really bad at letting go of shit. So I was kind of like that way for a couple of days. Oh, yeah. It yeah. sucked. That was the worst time I. Well, I'm not going to be saying that's the worst time I would uh, remember having at a movie theater. OK. Yeah. I think the the worst movie experience I ever had was when I went to go. We were just like we were bored out of our minds and there was nothing else playing that looked interesting to us. So mm -hmm. Alicia and I went and saw. I don't even know. I don't remember how to pronounce it. I think it's Aragon. Eragon. No, that was how I pronounced it. Okay. You actually read the books. Uh, well, I did not read the books. Alicia oh, okay. did. She said they were pretty great. So uh -huh. let's go watch this movie. Yeah. Opening weekend. Smallest theater I have ever seen in my life. Yeah. It would it seat probably fifteen people, and this is this wasn't like a movie house. This was like a big AMC Regal style theater. So yeah, they had like this tiny, tiny little box theater, mm -hmm. and it didn't help that the movie sucked. Right. The movie was terrible. Mm -hmm. That would be like one thing. The the, the Those... tiny little theater. She and I were the only ones in there for the whole time. Mm -hmm. Opening weekend, so that kind of told us, uh-oh, this movie may not be good. Yeah. And then once the movie started, we looked up at the at the screen and we noticed there's this blotch that took up a good quarter of the screen. Uh-huh. Almost like it had a hole in it. And it was really hard to make out what was going on. We could see lights go like light shining through it. And it was really distracting and everything. And we get like halfway uh, through the movie and the movie was bad enough. It's like, okay, we, we, I never walk out of movies, but this one, the movie was so bad. The aesthetic, the, the screen was so unwatchable and mm -hmm. the sound was not exactly the greatest either. Oh, I got one. Keep going. No, that's right. right. And so we got out and we left and we said, Hey, can we, can we get like a comp for like an, a, a return or something? Because we couldn't really watch the movie. There's a giant blotch on the screen. They said, Oh, yeah, somebody, you guys were like in the third showing of the day. Somebody in the first showing of the day took their giant soda and threw it at the screen, soaking the screen. So what we were seeing was... No good revelation ever starts with, well, somebody... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so kind of if you take like grease to a piece of paper and how uh -huh. it turns kind of clear, that's what happens to these screens apparently when you throw soda, yeah. like a Mountain Dew at it, I guess. So it's, so it's stained up and you had that sitting... Yeah, it, yeah, it was really distracting. We couldn't really watch it, so it was a bad movie on top of a bad movie experience. I, I, I've heard of the legendary failure that is Eragon. Yeah, I think it's Eragon. <laughs> Eragon sounds more like my relatives are telling me about it. <laughs> it sounds like a '90s movie, so definitely. We just, well, my relatives. We just came back from Eragon. You wouldn't believe that shit. <laughs> so that that brings up a really good point. Um, I can only think of like one. Maybe two movies. I can't even remember what the second one is, really. I don't like paying for something and then walking out of it. Uh -huh. So can you name, let's say, five movies you've ever... Have you walked out of at least five movies? I've walked, it's, it's a big... It takes a lot... It takes a lot for a movie to get me to, like, outright reject it. Yes. Because, like, like we'd established before, you go to the movies for the experience, not necessarily for the movie itself, but the movie does still attract you to the theater. And you want to feel like you're not getting fucked. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know, there's I can a, easily go down the trail for that. Yeah. But, I, but, but the thing is like, my thing is like, I like bad movies anyway. There just has to be some sort of like an engaging 
element to it. There's got to be value, you know? Right. And there's very few movies out there that I believe, honestly, have a complete lack of value. But there are a couple. Okay. The big one that usually sends people like aghast and agog is The Matrix, uh, because it's derivative and it wouldn't stop sucking its own dick. <laughs> I, I swear to God. To be honest, if you could, would you? Yeah, yeah, yeah but I wouldn't <laughs> charge 10 bucks for a public viewing of it. And then when people like obviously recoil and discuss what I'm presenting to them, I wouldn't be like, well, you just didn't un- understand my deep themes. And uh, by the way, here's two more sequels. <laughs> yeah, here's two more. Se- yes. Uh, sucking my own dick uh, on the beach and sucking my own dick, but in the middle of a rave. Um <laughs> And everybody else is sucking their own dicks. And then there's a really cool fight scene. That was the thing about it. The, the, the most I got out of the Matrix was in one of the movies that everybody else says sucks was the was that big fight scene with all of the Agent Smiths in the middle of Reloaded. Right. That was amazing. And it was like the centerpiece. It was like the linchpin for like wall to wall mediocrity for me. Just that one eight minute scene. <laughs> The thing, the thing about digital uh, fight choreography, especially in, uh, especially at such an infant age for CGI, is that it is notoriously not notoriously. It's just like indelibly hard to sell because you're not hitting anything. There's no live performances. There's a lot of ragdolls. The fuck's going on? It was just so creative, and just so visually. I felt like I was watching an MC Escher painting create itself. Looking at it, it was just so mesmerizing. And then that stupid ass rave, and then whatever Twilight Zone-esque revelation happened at the end of it that made me not want to see the next movie and went and saw it anyway because <laughs> other people were like, you got to see The Matrix, dude. You can't hate The Matrix. And I was like, yes, I can hate The Matrix. Yes, you can hate The Matrix. Yes, I can. I was hating The Matrix before it was cool. I don't think it's cool yet still. You had four others? Uh, or were they all The Matrix, four, Matrix? Four others, four, well, the thing is that like I saw the other two Matrixes with other people and they were heckling it. So it was... Oh, okay. It was, it was okay. It's okay. You were to, in the right company. Yeah. It's fine to make fun of Reloaded and Re- or Revelations or Revolutions or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, the first one, though, walk the fuck out. Blair Witch can crawl up my ass and fucking die. <laughs> this that one's sh- notorious with God. us. God, there are horror movie like aficionados that are still like, you know, they're hardcore and like the gorier a movie is, uh, or the movie is the more worthwhile it is it'll be to see and that's bullshit and these people will be like yeah well the blair mate the blair witch the blair matrix the blair matrix god that's that's, that sounds like one of those i know what you did last summer while dying 911 type movies like a craig mazin affair (laughs) or uh uh wayan brothers yeah the wayan brothers sort of a movie (laughs) some of which are actually kind of funny but we'll not do that yet um uh fucking blair witch right uh we went and saw that because it was like hometown heroes we got to go support these guys and it was an interesting way of Marketing the movie, setting up a career. They were the, they were one of the first uh, mass marketed entertainment products to go meta. Yeah, because the web. Yeah, they took great advantage of the web. Yeah, speaking of infancies, there was no social media or anything at the time. That basically half of the story was told through their website, and then we went and saw the movie, and we're like, okay, no, the entire story is told through their website. There's fucking nothing here. There's nothing in front of us <laughs> right now happening on the screen. Why did he kick that map? Why did we watch this movie? Fuck us right in both eye sockets. We're getting out of here. Fuck all of this. Blur mate, the Blur Witch. <laughs> Shit. Both movies just piss me off. Okay. Uh, I walked out of Clifford. Just wasn't funny. 
Um, I, and I think I was a little bitter at the fact that I thought it should have been really funny because it was both Charles Grodin and Martin Short, mm-hmm. but it was terrible. It was just like, I don't know. It was like somebody thought they could make Problem Child better than Problem Child. It oh. was like, no, there's Problem Child is not good. It's we watched it for a very specific reason that you can't understand. <laughs> and people are you'd expect people to be like, what does that even mean? But the people that have seen Problem Child and enjoyed it are like, gotcha. Like back in 2004. Four, 2003, 2004, mm-hmm. you and I on, I think it was uh, Wednesday or Thursday nights, we were going to Universal, like during the daytime, and then we'd go watch huh. a movie until like like one or two movies till six o'clock in the afternoon, right. and we'd go watch TNA shows. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. One of the movies we went and saw, and we looked at the list of movies available, mm-hmm. and our choices were this, that, that, this titanic and the postman and we decided to go see the postman because we oh, that was 97 yeah 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 and we had just had we had enough of uh-huh. like the hype behind titanic because it had been number one for like the last 20 weeks or it, something it was, it was actually number one since 1990 yeah <laughs> yeah it was number one seven years before it came out i wouldn't call that like a complete walkout on our behalf but mm-hmm. i remember we both took like a number of bathroom breaks right yeah. because the movie was goddamn long as hell it was it was absurdly long i'll tell you what though i don't i kind of enjoyed it i don't really know why um maybe because it was just like a post-apocalyptic uh future but in a bit of a different veneer yeah one that hasn't been really replicated since it, I, I remember i got excited when i saw tom petty oh god okay that was where it bottomed out for me because he was like they were trying to like they're they're trying to do something so obvious with like hey we're all humans now and it's like what happened to your money dude (laughs) did it all burn in a giant fire that you weren't aware of we also got to see like a bunch of awesome movies that really should not have been awesome Mm -hmm. like call the conqueror with Kevin Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo into your career. Yeah. That, that, that's such a piece of shit movie. No, I loved the, every second of it. That was, a, by that point, psychotronic movies were starting to be, be ushered out of fashion. And that, and that showed up to see like everybody out and close the door. Um, <laughs> I'm very appreciative of Call the Conqueror. It was a... It was, it was like Conan the Barbarian meets ACDC. It was stupid. Is what it was. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Um... I, I, that was the last of the VHS kind. That's what that's yeah. what that's what I think uh, that movie ought to be thought of as. So is that all the movies we walked out of? I mean, I I can't think of an I can't think of another one. You didn't walk out of Cole. No, not, we didn't. No, no, definitely yeah. we didn't walk out of Cole. Just that one popped in my mind for some reason. I mentioned uh, it. I well, there was a couple of like shitters that you mentioned. And I was going to pop in and say, yeah, it's underappreciated. But then again, we. Both know that I have. Yeah, a, we're we're not big on walking out of movies. I have a brain disease that keeps me watching like catastrophically awful <laughs> movies. Here's the thing, though. That's how sci-fi made all their money. Here's the thing: you, as a movie, you've got to be a special kind of crap in order to chase me away. Because '99, that was not a good year for flicks, and I can name the movies. I can name more movies on my hand. I can give you five turds that I didn't run away screaming from. Uh, over the movies that I did uh, walk out on. And here we go. Wild Wild West, The Haunting, okay. The 13th fucking floor. 13 
floor, the, not the, 13 ghosts. The 13th floor. Okay. I actually enjoy the 13th ghosts. I, was, I, I did too. Uh, it was absurd, but I liked it. Yeah. Well, it's funny. We were, I, I made a reference to William Castle earlier, and I was just like, you know, if I opened up my own theater, I would get like all of the new castle stuff out. Like 13th Ghost, The House on Haunted Hill, all that shit. And then try to do all of the meta stuff that he used to do. The audience involvement or interaction stuff that he used to do in his theaters. Yeah. I figure that'd be pretty neat. Like the Tingler. The Tingler, yes. Or the Felcher, which didn't wasn't very popular. <laughs> <laughs> too many lawsuits. <laughs> Lost in space. We didn't oh, walk out of that. We, God. That, we both saw that one, didn't we? That we was did, both of us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember. So Lost in Space, we didn't even walk out of. The world is not enough. Even for a James Bond movie. I can't walk out of a James Bond movie. Yeah. I just can't do it. So so there was like kind of like a like an implied need to stick around for whatever reason. Yeah. So we watched that one. Tomorrow Never Dies is the one where uh, Jonathan Price basically plays Rupert Murdoch, right? Yes. And, for and whatever, I thought that was the most honest, <laughs> most realistic Bond movie. That's not, that's not a bad movie. The world is not enough. I can't even fucking remember. Is that the one where Halle Berry wears uh, Ursula Andress's bikini? And then that was what uh, a lot of people sold the movie on. It must have been because. No, it was, no. World is not enough was the crappy one with Christmas Denise, Jones or what's Denise Richards. Denise Richards and Sophie Marceau, which is a waste of a Sophie Marceau. I can't walk out of one of her movies. Yeah. Uh, we're going to, have you seen any of the, the, the her native movies, though? Because <laughs> they're only, all French. And I've only seen two of them. But they're both very good. Okay. <laughs> That's five movies. Five turds that we did not walk out of. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> right. And you know what? I'll uh, I'll watch them again over the Matrix. <laughs> the, the, my one Matrix story is when I was working at Channel 6, mm-hmm. our uh, morning anchor, Mark McEwen, yep. he loves talking movies. And I love talking movies. So we were just like, during downtime, we were talking movies back and forth, back as, and forth. As we had he learned. He loves mm-hmm. the Matrix. Oh, yeah. He loves it. Mm-hmm. And he says, have you ever seen... The Matrix, like thinking I'm like one of the of the chosen people who yeah. love this. And I turned around. I said, "Man, I've never seen it. I didn't. Better it, you than it me. Was, I, I, for me, I was trying to like be because I could tell in his his voice that he just he loves this movie. Yeah, he had the tone. Yeah, and it's, I said, you know, I, it wasn't for me. I never saw it. I I wasn't into it. Um, if it was me, I would have been like, oh, Mark. And, well, he said, <laughs> hey, would you ever watch it? I was like. I guess mm-hmm. if I was that in my head, if I was ever that fucking bored, yeah, I'd yeah, watch yeah. it. He came in the next day with a bot copy still in plastic that he had gone out the night before just for me. Dude, be cueing something else, though. He <laughs> is. <laughs> if the presidential election hinged upon somebody's value as like the nicest motherfucker on the planet, I'm pretty sure he'd serve both terms. And then the people would get behind him change the election the electoral process so that it worked like you know a senatorship or whatever him with damon hack as his uh his vice his, his vp world peace yes world peace in the first fucking term oh my god yeah like the nicest guys i've ever worked with and i actually told that to damon hack once like you're the second nicest guy i've ever worked with in mm-hmm. this business and did he ask like, the who's first? the first it's like mark McEwen. Mm-hmm. he's like i'll take that <laughs> i will take that <laughs> I think that's I'm probably not, a good jumping no, off point. I don't plan on making any friends in Hollywood. No. Now. Well, yeah. Have you so far? If I if I could act like a little more of a sociopath, I bet I could. I bet I could. Uh, Jay, we missed you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wish you could have joined us.
let, let's do the sign out here. Uh, guys, we do have a Patreon page. Sometimes we put early or exclusive content on it for $1 a month. You can join it. Look up Cretans Guild. Links are, you know, they're all over the place. They're, they're in the description of this podcast. And you'll find them on our Twitter and Instagram page, Cretans Guild. Uh, there's also a Tee Public page where you can get a shirt or a mug or, you know, like anything else. And it looks really good. It's cool stuff. All right. You will... You can't, you you will, you will get this. <laughs> uh, you have the opportunity of getting some fabulous items that are designed. You are required. You are. Re- <laughs> you are required. I don't know what this voice is. I'm just, I'm having a stroke. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it's like, do I, Hitchcock. To, do, I need, <laughs> do I need to get your EpiPen? <laughs> uh, guys, if you, again, if you go to our Tee Public page, you can find some art. Most of it is designed by the fabulous Tom Solo. Get in on that. Otherwise Get known great in this room as Fuck Yeah Tom Solo. Uh, we also have a couple of YouTube pages, Skipper Bob's Breakdowns and Square Pegs. Skipper Bob is up with me. Square Pegs is Jay. Uh, you, you, you want me to lead us out? Well, if you want, sure. I can get a part. Okay, so this is where we're at? Yep, second, to second to last. Okay, all right. We are proud of... Pot being part of the Podfix Network. You almost called it something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did not. Uh, so to all of our followers, <laughs> new and old, Especially we say old. yes, emphasis on the old <laughs> and inarticulate. We say welcome to the guild? Question mark? <laughs> <laughs>